This episode of Emblemcast is brought to you by our Patreons. Our Patreons for this episode are Cody, Varun, Slurm, Alex, Spino, Isaac, and Teenage Mutant Mitch McConnell. Check the description below to find links to our Patreon as well as our, our Discord. Now let's get to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 6, season 2, Emblem Cast. We are here with our sort of Fates pre-retrospective, where last episode we did our uh, big draft of every character from all three routes, and we've decided to start with Birthright, but this time we're just going to be talking about the prologue chapters of uh, Fire Emblem Fates being prologue to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, we're doing it this way just to make it a little bit easier so that we don't have to keep coming back to this because we're obviously all going to need to be playing this three times. And if you guys are playing along and maybe you don't start with Birthright, it still makes things easier to uh, begin with this. Anyway, how are you guys doing before we we get into it? I think we said we're going to start with the uh, just sort of the pre-release hype around Fates and everything. Some of this happened... Like this right, is right around when we were starting the yeah, podcast. right when we started the show, yeah, 2015. 2015. Jesus, Fates Christ. had come out pretty okay. recently in Japan at the time, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you, me, yeah, you had episode. played it, Chef. I know, yeah, Darren, uh, yeah. Darren had also played it. I had Japanese imported graduate. my copy, I had the exclusive yeah. scoop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was about a year, year difference in terms of the JP and US. Mm -hmm. It felt like a very long year. That's for sure. There, there I, was I a lot remember... of promotional material, like between the Japan release and like the huge gap before the localization. And yeah, obviously, yeah. there was the fan translation that happened during that too. God, yeah. did that and happen? Was... I didn't even remember that. that yeah, there happen. was a whole fan translation before the official localization, and a lot of uh, disappointment about the differences, of course, because fan translations tend to be more literal, especially when they're kind of done in a hurry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you also have the people are mad about certain things being cut that really probably should have been cut. <laughs> oh, <laughs> should have been cut before it got released in Japan. I that's, so, that's so fair. you know, obviously, I was around. We were doing this podcast. I remember all the controversy. But in the <laughs> oh, yeah. six it was mostly the My Castle since, stuff, right? Seven years since, mostly. I completely mostly. forgot about it. So the first time I got to My Castle and the face rubbing appeared, I was just so blown away that like <laughs> that it all funny. came rushing back. Yeah. Here's the I thing, mean, though. Bit, like, like, you didn't actually that have that in this playthrough. Like, in the Japanese version, you had to get your stylus out, and you had to, like, rub all over and yeah, find you, the sweet you spot. To, you actually you had, yeah. Yeah, you this one, you just get the close-up. in the American version, because you're just getting this, like, close-up, blushing, kissy face that just, like, yeah, I, a little pose I mean, it's, it's back to it's it It's in Three Houses, that exact, like, blushing, kissy face thing, basically. But it's completely yes. skippable. It's stupid there, too. It is skippable. It is, I mean, it I, is I'm, not, I, I'm not disagreeing. I agree 100%, but still. You know, because the you Japanese can still version, use, you had like, to... the... I was going to say, in the Japanese version, you had to work hard for that blushy, kissy face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, had, you had to... States, you, we just get you just it. Over here. <laughs> yeah, you had to find the right spot. Some people like their head pat. Some want it, like, under the chin. Some want it on the cheek. Some are weird and want it on the nose. 
There's a whole generation of people who grew up with like Pokemon Platinum that destroyed their DS screen making poffins. I wonder if there's a similar Jap mm -hmm. uh, generation of Japanese children who destroyed their screen face rubbing. God, I hope not. They yeah. destroyed their system, but not else. but not there's through the stylus. I was I, Darren. <laughs> words out of my mouth. I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you went there. Their, anyway, their microphones also no longer work. What a yeah, tragedy. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, why don't we talk? Uh, yeah, so, so the premise of Fire Emblem Fates is that it is three games in one, sort of. Uh, yeah. Pre-release, it was implied to be two. Um, and clearly they had the bandwidth, budget, and time to make, like, one and a half. So that that's didn't generous. work out so great. <laughs> but um, essentially the idea is that Corrin, your avatar, similar to Robin in some ways and very dissimilar in others, uh, especially execution, uh, they were born in Japan and then they were kidnapped by the Yo, it's called Hoshido, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not Jap it's It's definitely not Japan. Yeah, I think that's okay. a reach. But they we also we also can't confirm Germany. the location of it because this con this continent is unnamed, That's so we true. don't know. It could it, you know what it, it could <laughs> so be like silly, Star Wars. No long, long Wait, let me check Google galaxy. Maps. Maybe I can find it. Yeah, it might can. be a Fates Landia continent. I'm pretty sure it's the Eighth Continent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Corin is kidnapped to not Germany um, and raised in a castle tower like Snow White, um, yeah. and. They don't see anyone. They're super sheltered and naive. So when their evil dad rolls up and is like, yo, want to do some evil stuff? Corrin's like, okay. And then he's like, I'll give you this super evil-looking exploding sword. And Corrin's like, okay. And then uh, some shit happens, and Corrin gets kind of lost, and they end up back in Japan. And everyone in Japan is like, oh my god, Corrin, you're our long-lost sibling. We miss you so much. Despite Except having one sibling. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like, like Corin. Yeah, I was a baby, so I don't remember any of this shit. But like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, and somehow I was the raised kids in a tower, there, knowing so. like two people, so I have no ability to judge truth and falsehood. But then and, they also and, explained that they counter kidnapped uh, Azura. Yeah, that's, they, yeah, yeah. They, so they have right. they had right. the chance and <laughs> you steal our kid, we'll steal <laughs> yours. Trauma. Azura's trauma was so harsh that she could only sing one song for the rest of her life. It ruined yes. her ability yeah. to sing anything it was, else. It was a special. It's a special song. <laughs> mm -hmm. It, it was a very mind. specific kind of trauma. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, then Corrin turns into a dragon. I apologize if that sounds a little sudden and abrupt, but I assure you, it's that way in the game as well. Sure. <laughs> Well, he turns well, into a dragon on, because his mom explodes. is killed gets, by the exploding yeah, sword. Yeah, the Mom sword. gets killed. He gets super mad about it. And creepy and ghost people show dragon. up. Yeah, and the dragon has like weird water powers, which is also never explained. It's like it looks kind of cool, I guess, but, but I don't know. Yeah, it also the looks dragon's a really weird powerful because if you do down B near the top of the stage, it'll kill off the top. It's super yeah, broken. yeah, and he's got a pin move as well. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, basically, then they kind of scramble back to the border, um, and everyone's arguing for Corin. You know, some people they just met him, they want to get to know him. Uh, and the other people are like his family that he's grown up with his whole life. They're like, Corin, help us. And that's when the premise of the game comes in. You pick one route. You either go with Japan or where there is a bunch of strangers who are telling you a very difficult to believe story about you belonging to them, despite having never met them and having no memories. Yep. Um, or your family that you've grown up with your entire life. Um, and then you pick. 
And except there's another choice where you just say, fuck all of you. I'm going to go jump in a jump off a yeah. cliff. Yeah. And join Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Undercurrent of that is also <laughs> going back. You go back to the obviously evil dad that just tried yeah. to kill you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's, there's that. So, like Xander yeah. seems pretty cool, but I mean Garen is, uh, y- you know, like unapologetically <laughs> evil. Literally yeah. tried to kill Corin and was so, totally fine. Not, with him back. not a hint of a redeeming quality. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And, don't and I also want to point out for the revelation he made the path, look very detailed and nuanced. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, but Walter. for path three, <laughs> if you choose neither side, you go, hey, listen, we need to talk about this, and then you're like, oh no, I need to kill their favorite commanders get them to pay attention to me and they're like how dare you kill those commanders we'll kill you and then yes. that's the start of revelation you try, and, you try and make peace with all of them and then they just all get mad at you instead yeah, yeah. You fail yeah. horribly because corin's life is all about failing horribly well i actually have just this in my notes it. the root yeah, yeah. split is like a telltale game where you have to pick between two characters and you side with one and the other becomes an enemy and it yeah. makes them look both like such petty dicks <laughs> because the second you even consider doing something else, they are ready to murder you. It's especially well, bad with an, in Noor's case because they like grew up with you your entire life, and you're like, "Hey, I just met these Japanese people. They seem kind of cool." And they're like, "Fuck you, die!" Yeah, um, well, no, they 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 say that. Oh, we got we're gonna take you back by force. Well, Leo yeah. wants to murder you, and then Xander yeah. at the end accepts murdering <laughs> you. But Tam- I mean, Tamilla I guess this is, is a def- game where you can non-lethally take down people by shoving a spear in their face. So, you know, yeah. and apparently yeah. you do this frequently. Like a lot of the after chapter, you know, dialogues. You're like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. You know, the everyone we incapacitated okay. an entire army. Good job, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. don't worry. The city was evacuated before we destroyed all of it with no. Warning. But the really important bit here is that this whole choice of these different families, these different factions, yeah. is predetermined because it's based off of which version of the game you bought. Whether right. the only time you actually get to make a choice is if you happen to own all three through the collector's edition, which maybe a hundred people got to make that choice, and or then you, you have, like, or you bought the extra, or you bought right. the other routes on the DLC, which you might not be able to do hand. right now. Depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to that later on. But Yeah, so that's the other thing with the marketing. It seemed at first like it's two games in one. You get to, you know, choose your path. But what it actually was is Pokemon. Yeah. But but Uh, it's way better. They're way more different than Pokemon ever is, to be fair. No, they're they're comparatively quite different. So, like, just for clarification. You still have to pay $90 to play all three routes. 80 okay. 80 80 80 okay. It's yeah. $80. I maybe maybe if you're American. Oh, okay, I mean, well, Canadian dollars aren't real. So yeah, yeah, we're, we're not talking about like Monopoly money. 300000 Canadian dollars, right? Most, <laughs> yeah. It was probably around there. Also, the exchange has been money. really bad. Yeah, you need to adjust <laughs> yeah. inflation, I think. Yeah, that, that, was, that was in 2015 money. Yeah, yeah it's uh, $3 million now. Anyway, I, I was going to mention this because yeah, I think, you know, it's not like Pokemon where, first of all, the g- two games are way more different than, like, Diamond or Pearl or, you know, I guess, like, yeah. X and Y on 3DS. But they, they are, like, I would say, obviously, for the most part, same mechanics and everything, but you're getting different stories, different characters. Like, it feels like what the marketing is. It's, it's like a different path. And it's only $20 instead of a full-price game. So, I, I mean... I think it's fair to ask that for how much content you're getting, but at least for me, like how how did you guys feel when this was first releasing? 
I was shocked less that I'd have to spend money, and it was more like, well, you know, how do I know, like, which characters I want to side with before I've even played the game? I don't want to just, like, look at the box art. Well, I remember which, when I was Which sister do you feel less weird about hooking up with? That's how, that's that's how you determine that it. That's a pretty that's good metric. That's a pretty well, good the, the other yeah. thing to, to remember with the marketing is that they were framing it, and this was kind of accurate, too. It was not deceptive mm -hmm. or anything. But Birthright was saying, if you liked Awakening, this is more Awakening. And Conquest right. was saying... If you like other Fire Emblem games, if you're looking for more of a challenge, this is for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, which which so is true. I, I mean, this, this is true, yeah. like, about the and, actual and there, games. And that's not inaccurate, yeah. Uh, we'll get into that more when we talk about Birthright and kind of compare it to Awakening. Uh, Conquest is not a lot like the other games, but it is in that it is a more intricately crafted challenge, um, just in a different way, you know. Well, I mean, there's less game. opportunities for grinding, things like that as well. It's kind of more like... More limited resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, also... like, less open maps, things like that. Mm -hmm. But that also sort of... Them also in the pre-release stuff explaining, like, oh, here's the gameplay differences. Also sort of cuts into sort of the narrative choice as well, where... You know, we talk about uh, the differences between the families, but now there's there's also like an actual gameplay reason as to yep. why, which undercuts yeah. the undercuts the narrative to to more that it needs to be undercut by that's already undercut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, this like, is I very remember true. for me, you know, I was thinking, okay, Nor looks cooler, um, and you know, the gameplay is more what I'm looking for there too, because you know, I just played Awakening and then like a few of the other Game Boy games, so I was like, oh, I'm hot shit now. I know all about real Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, I don't need more of that because I was like, what, seventeen, eighteen? Like, I played yeah. F seven. I'm basically yeah. an expert now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a no I mean, it's on this podcast. Like, what about all the fans who <laughs> got into the Awakening and then you know they see the cool guy on a horse with a big sword and they want to play as him and then they get stuck at chapter 10 and they throw their 3ds through their tv like i mean i think that happened to a number like quite a, yeah. probably quite a few that was, people that was the big thing of getting stuck on chapter 10 at the time yeah it, yeah. it was the the big wall it and still then, is then, then, it's then not, food, not yeah. i mean we'll, we'll get it i want to get into all that. wild rides which you know <laughs> we'll get into that but we'll get into all that when we get into conquest i get you know we can hustle you did it honestly you did a great job summarizing the story if you all remember i was voted resident lore guy right. you weren't voted you volunteered yeah, i mean volunteered. i volunteered i volunteered then, then, proceed, self... then proceeded to let hustler do your job for you well so. he started <laughs> am i just supposed no. to interrupt him when he's doing yeah. probably a better job than i would have done you know you know, Devin, you're the you're technically the host of the podcast. You got you got to take command sometime. I got to take and command. Step up your I just jobs. walk all over you like that. Hustler, you're going back in the dungeon after this episode. <laughs> I think that was a joke at one point, right? Devin, you should when not be just ago. doing what they tell you to do. Okay, you should be doing what I tell you to do. Oh, oh man. Also, one more note on sort of the mm -hmm. one more note on sort of the pre-release hype thing. So a yeah. big thing that they were talking about, because keep in mind, back when this game was coming out, Awakening was supposed to be the last Fire Emblem game. It was an all-or-nothing ordeal, and Awakening did really well. It was the most mm -hmm. successful Fire Emblem game up to that point, and they're like, okay, cool, we're going to do a sequel. And so a big thing was they wanted to address a lot of the criticisms of Awakening in Fates. Right, the choices because don't it was, matter. Because it was an iteration on... Uh, mm -hmm. On that, those gameplay systems. So we'll we'll get into some of the gameplay improvements throughout this series and this episode yeah. in particular. Yep. But a huge thing they were pushing for is they wanted to improve the story. Because the story for Awakening, 
while the characters were really beloved, did get some criticisms, and we sort of went into that with our episodes, of mm-hmm. especially episodes like two and three of that. We got into yeah. what works, what doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. And so they and wanted true. to improve you know, upon that. We didn't that. care that much about the choices not mattering in Awakening, but that was a big part of the critical reception at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, it reviewed yeah. well, but that was like a caveat in like almost all of the reviews. Right. Yeah. I mean, then you mentioned this earlier, Huster, but like this, this is exactly the timing that like the Telltale games in particular, like Walking Dead had come around, I think maybe the same year as Awakening now, or maybe a year before or something. So like yeah, these choices... Yeah, they were contemporaries, but choices were kind of a big thing in in games at this point. People, if you were presented an option, it's like, oh, I want to see the consequences, things like that. This, I think, this is still relevant to today's discussion of gaming. But it was it was a particular big talking point back then, so it it makes sense why it was brought up so much by journalists. It wasn't this around the time as well as Mass Effect Three? Yeah, well? yep. yeah, around that. This would have been around yeah. that point as well. The but to, to this yeah. point, it's kind of to this Bioware. point, they hired a writer. Shin Kibayashi. Oh, yeah. Who oh, yeah. was he's this a manga right. and he wrote like 400 pages for this game's story. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which they essentially only asked him for an outline. <laughs> yeah, they cast him for an outline and he came in with a ton of content. And, appa- and apparently he decided to work on the game because his daughter played Awakening and loved it and was like, "Dad, like check out this game." And he's like, "Wow, this game's cool." And then they approached him and then he was like, "Yeah, I'd love to do it." And he was he brought tons of content to them. And they essentially picked whatever they wanted and jammed it all into what we got. And it's ironic in retrospect because Fates is best known in the community today for its really wild and I think most of us would agree poor story. Yeah, I, I guess I would say yeah, poor no, is no, pretty fair. Yeah. No, no complaints nice there. The four, <laughs> random pages out of the 400 given. Yeah. <laughs> so I one of those things like they just wanted it out, man. Poor and also very pedestrian and conventional in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. for as incoherent as it is. Like, Fire Emblem has often had kind of filler chapters where it's just like, everyone's going over here, but they get ambushed. And that's, like, almost all the Fates chapters. They just, like, bumble around <laughs> yeah. somewhere. And then, like, oh, look, it's a bunch of people to attack us now. In particular, like, Birthright. But, we, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get to all of them, but the the storytelling is not what has stood the test of time with Fates. Right. Oh God! Well, I mean, it would. It, I think it, it didn't stand the test of time for ten minutes. Yeah, it, it stood the test of time for one year when people when everyone thought that it must just be better in Japanese and they would localize away all the problems. And yeah, that's not. true. That's true. Yeah, because that granted, that's also another thing. You know, awakening the hail the hail mary last game. Then, then they were like, all right, let's make a sequel. But then let's also split up the entire team into two teams. We yeah. got the B team, which will make Fates, and then the A team, which will go make Shadows of Valentia. So then it's like, man, they really, really got high on their fumes there. Yeah, off, off they the rode that, the high on yep. that success a little much. Which, well, I mean, you know, who knows what the hell they're doing now? Just with, uh, you know, we'll get into this, I guess, when we eventually cover three houses but as far as we know like that was primarily developed by koei tecmo not intelligent systems but i don't know who knows what's going on there they're just writing their gotcha money but yeah surely it can't take their entire team to make heroes no god no by the way i wanted to mention this my i i have a 
good friend who I play Smash Brothers with a lot of the time, and sometimes like I'll pick Corrin, I'll her pick Corrin or something like that, and he doesn't know shit about Fire Emblem. He's never played, and just for some reason he's always drawn to Corrin because it's like, hey, cool dude slash girl who can turn into a dragon. He's like, what's Corrin's deal? Like, why why do they turn into a dragon? I'm like, dude, fuck if I know. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> It's like I well, played the game and I still can't tell yeah. you why. If, if you like, asked any of Corrin's siblings, they'd tell you it's because they're the greatest human being who's ever existed. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Even Whatever his, they no. would guess about Corrin from Smash is going to be way much cooler. better and more interesting than oh, the you, actual. You could headcanon some really cool Corrin lore. We, by pretty the sure. way, we should pretty mention sure, pretty Smash sure it's here. Expl- it's, ex- it's explained in one of one of the DLCs. Oh yeah. Which, so in which, the we'll, oh, West, yeah. That, that, mm. we'll, we'll save that for Conquest, mostly because that DLC also makes three characters uh, look like complete fucking idiots, but I mean, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, anyway. get, we'll get to that in that section, so, but it, that is technically explained in a random DLC. Right. Like like Marth in Melee, uh, Corrin had not been released in the West when they were put into Smash. Which well, I think it was old. also, yeah, it was, but it was very close. It was like maybe like a month or so before I think the yeah, game came out in the West. Pretty, it yeah, was pretty clear, like cross marketing. Yep. And it, it was it, in, it, it was in the final Smash 4 Direct where they were announcing, yeah. we, they had shown off Cloud, but Cloud wasn't released. They announced Corrin, and then they were also announcing the Smash Ballot character, which ended up being uh, Bayonetta. And I think, I mean, everyone says this, um, like, you know, when Robin and Lucina were revealed uh, for Smash 4 initially, everyone was like, whoa, this is really cool. Like, we got two, we got an Echo, well, there weren't Echo Fighters yet, but we got Lucina, we got Robin, Robin uses magic, it's not just like Sword Dude, like, this is cool. Everyone was excited. And then... Roy had been added with DLC. People were like, oh, nice, Roy. You know, everyone likes Roy. He was fun in Melee. He's then, He's then in the last character the f- anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then in the final Smash 4 DLC, which, you know, at this point, we didn't know about Switch. I don't even think Nintendo um, NX. Announced. Yeah, I don't think the NX was even announced yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had no idea about Smash Ultimate. Like, this could be the last Smash game for, you know, five to eight years, probably. And people get Corrin, and uh, that was the beginning of the Fire Emblem Eight and Smash. <laughs> All thanks to Corrin. Not the end. All thanks to Corrin. It's the, certainly not the end. Not the end. Then, um, then Byleth doubles down on it. See, the Byleth one is just—I I kind of respect the Byleth one because oh, obviously it. they I knew what they were doing. I loved every minute of it. I loved yeah, I don't care it. about the character, but like. <laughs> it was more at least Corrin wasn't starring next to three charismatic, interesting characters with more varied movesets, any one of whom would have been a better pick. But Yeah. Very true. Um anyway, I guess we Regardless, can talk... the game did come out. It did come so, out. So I we can give our brief thoughts, I suppose, on this story setup. Uh I mean, it's like I, it would be fine if the writing was better, but I, I mean, I think that one of the biggest... God, I don't even know, because basically every part of the Fate story from top to bottom is a total mess, if, if, at least in my opinion, if we're being clear. Uh, I think in theory, though, maybe besides the exploding sword thing, because that's just kind of stupid... Like this or the whole is, bottomless canyon thing. That, this that's setup also... Is, yeah, yeah. Like, this setup is okay for the most part. I, I think... Like, the idea of having two families, like, oh, do you trust, you know, your birthright family or the family that adopted you? It was it was a cool concept. I, I was looking forward to it. I think most people were. 
Um, the problem is the characters sound like idiots when they open their mouth. In particular, Garen, who is pretty prevalent well, like, in the first few chapters. Yeah. The choice is supposed to be like, who who do you pick to like be your family that you side with? Yeah. But it doesn't really work when it's also the good and evil choice. Like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are good reasons that Corrin might want to side with Nor, but they're kind of ruined when Garen tried to kill you twice in yeah, the first yeah. four chapters. Yeah, they, and when they, but but if I talk to him, if I talk to him, I can understand why. <laughs> he can change. Like, Garen should have just been cool, like Zephiel, and then this wouldn't have been a problem. And I don't understand. To kill you. It would yeah, be so easy. Also, just like how did how did Corrin and everyone else around him never be like that's kind of fucked up, isn't he? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's 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 talked about later, but it's Garen used to be actually like a cool guy, and then okay, uh, then plot stuff happens, and then you could somewhat then try to explain it his way as then like Xander and the rest are stuck in this toxic relationship with their dad, which uh, then like how do you yeah nice, nice they're, they're on they're on the Garen. highest amount of copium. Right, then they're very high on copium. Yeah. So then, which admittedly isn't angled, that also isn't actually explored very much. But, which we'll we'll talk about when it comes in, but yeah, they sort of just they don't give, they don't give him being overtly evil as much attention as... Yeah. I think the it. thing that yeah. would have really helped Nor, because like the problem with Nor, in a nutshell, is that everyone's evil who's not like your sibling. Like whoever Everyone's outside evil of Garen. or your servants or your servants. There's, there's another person in well, who with is an asterisk. Your servants. All right, Iago, Iago, and <laughs> was Macbeth? Or no, no, Macbeth is Iago. Hans. Uh, Hans. 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 Iago yeah. is Macbeth in the Japanese version. That's right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yes. That, that, I remember that was one of those localization things. Like they're making it worse. And it's like it's fucking. Yeah. It's still. It's Iago still a fits him way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it, it's still. It, it definitely does. Yeah. So yeah, Iago and Hans are also completely over. Cartoonishly evil. evil. Cartoonishly but like, evil. I, I'm saying yeah. more so from like a perspective of like it, there's not really a lot of characters in Nor to sympathize with. Whereas like oh, no. when you go to Hoshido, no. like everyone is like this. For the most part, a lot of the characters you meet in Hoshido are like these paragons of virtue, and they help yeah. their people, and they're beloved by everyone. Whereas in Nor, everyone's shown to be and pure. Yes. It's even yeah. more like frustrating to compare them when you when Corn goes to talk to Azura, who's basically in the reverse situation as them, and they're like, "Yeah, it's kind of just chill here. I don't really care about like going back. The people here are cool. I'm just gonna stay in Hoshido." And like, it's just like such an it just makes the contrast between the blatantly bad evil Nor and the perfectly good uh, Hoshido just look that much worse. When sure. even I, and and that's probably their intent was to do that to go look we're yeah. making the whole thing about these two sides so we're we're really gonna go into this split dichotomy we're gonna go all in and even if that's their intent like the execution there is just so like laughable it's so like yeah. Saturday morning like yeah. children's cartoon show yeah it's literally You're very shown in and then they colored it like good and evil and you can even like. You could make it like choosing between the family you know and doing the right thing if the Hoshido siblings weren't so fawning on you like every second. If they were like more shrewd political, like, you know, oh, we can use this. You can ha set up a dichotomy there, but they did not. Well, I mean, and that's I another issue, I think. There's there's little to no politics really discussed at all in this game. There, there's like some small regional stuff that 
we'll get into later, but it's never like I don't know. It's Most never people like, usually it matters. Just like this is like a neutral a country. Let's go in and then have, fight a bunch of people. And corn is never a part of the politics. It's all just like Xander or Ryoma kind of doing their own thing yeah. off screen. We'll, we'll get into that. But I, what I was going to say is. I think, I mean, tell me if you disagree, but this is what I'm getting from you guys, and it's also how I feel. Okay, so obviously Nintendo, Japanese company, Intelligent Systems, Japanese company, uh, it makes sense that they're, like, sympathizing with Japan on this, and there's plenty of, like, incredible Japanese media um, that is sort of like this West versus East mentality, and and there's incredible, even something like Akira, which is all about, like, a metaphor for you know the atomic bombs being dropped. You you can make super cool art that is you know bias. I would say, but the fact is that it's so clear cut. It's just like these are good you know Jesus walking on earth <laughs> good guys yeah. compared to mustache twirling villains. It's just like, it's just like pathetic. I just don't care. It you know yeah, like when I you don't... get to chapter 6 you have to jump through hoops to justify logically picking nor the only where... justification i could see yes. is like this is the family i grew up with i want to be on their side i don't want to fight them is like the only conclusion you can really come to right in terms of a narrative also... a narrative right, choice right. obviously from a gameplay also... perspective yeah. or a financial that, that's all I'm... situation <laughs> yeah. it's like <laughs> in doing that you also have to like tacitly accept that everyone besides these four people are cartoonishly evil and you are siding with the cartoonishly evil people. Yeah. Like Corrin as an individual would kind of have to, if they were like a real person in this situation has to just like completely disregard all of that to be like, Oh, these like four people in this country are cool, but everyone else sucks. Yeah. It also, if you're going to do cartoonishly evil villain, first of all, all of them probably shouldn't be. You probably want one of them to be like that. <laughs> and, and, and also, uh, they need to be like interesting or funny because there's plenty of like, as we said, you know, like Walter in, in like uh, Fire Emblem yeah. 8 is like pretty, or Narshin. That's another great example. Narshin, like, or, yeah. or basically like Hubert. Or uh, Hubert is a great <laughs> yeah, example. Hubert is, a great example. Hubert is like, basically I, that. Hubert is one of my favorite uh, Three Houses characters, and it's just because he is so like ridiculously he's over the unapologetically top, unapologetically over the top, and it's, and it's but endearing he's also, and funny. Exactly, like he's pretty well written, and is and there's also other aspects of the character than just yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's just not that. just obviously evil guy. He's he has like, more what's, much more. What's Iago's character traits? He's the evil advisor. <laughs> Right. He's the yeah. evil mage. Like that's his whole character. There's no other aspect. Yeah. It's not. He's oh, he got tortured again, into this. But and without even be... the feral one yeah. obsession thing that yeah, gave but... him a sliver more going on. But then you have Garen, who comes off as this slimy sleazeball right away. That just I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just he, he, that's all he is. There's nothing else. And like Fire Emblem has had you on debatably the wrong side before, and they would do it again. And I think in almost every other situation, it's been handled better. Like, FE4, part one, you're kind of working to assemble the evil empire, honestly, in a way. But you don't know that yet. But you don't know that. Yeah, it's framed as defense. Mm -hmm. You don't know that. Yeah, the characters don't know that. And it doesn't... They're not idiots for not knowing that. Like, it's reasonable that they wouldn't. I think most yeah. players probably don't until it's too late, which fits. And it also, you know? it also mirrors reality. Like, they're going into regions that are unstable, that have bandit problems, and they're trying to bring order and stability. And then the people behind that order and stability twist it and turn it into like, this yeah. 
Uh-oh, this dictatorship. I rule the world now. Yep. Yeah. Radiant Dawn goes the opposite way, where the characters do know, and, you know, there's issues with that one, but the way it's framed is that they don't have a choice. They don't like it. They recognize that they're on the wrong side of things, but they have to do it yeah. anyway. That can also work. Uh, but Fates doesn't really take either approach very well. No. No, not at all. No. And it doesn't I give guess... you enough ammunition, particularly these first six chapters, to yeah. make a, a firm decision to go. Like, it's pretty much like to Hoshido's like, oh, this is apparently my birth family. I had my flashback. I remember being kidnapped and I saw my mom die. So I'm on, I'm kind of sympathizing with them is kind of like, that's it. That's the whole yeah, choice. Yeah. When you just look at the first six chapters, it's really hard to want to side with Noor because everything they've done has not only just been cartoonishly evil, but actively against Corrin's best wishes. Well, but I'm I'm gonna disagree a little bit and say, dude, I don't want to side with Hoshido either. It's like who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> like where did you sure. come from? <laughs> well yeah, and there's also, you know, as a human being playing the game, sometimes the eye rolling at how perfect they are might be enough yeah. to be like, well fuck them then. Like, yeah. It's not something Corrin would do, but it's something I would do. <laughs> Sure. I yeah. think yeah. it sounds like most of us are biased towards Nor here, not because of Garen, obviously, but I think just the siblings are kind of more interesting on average than uh, the the Hoshin siblings. I mean, it makes sense because um, in Nor you can give all the siblings like a relationship and dynamics that are known and yeah, you know, built and then can be built up and developed. Um, you know. <laughs> they didn't do an amazing job with that, but definitely a better one than with the Hoshido siblings. Right. Well, you and don't then, have a lot of time with Hoshido before you have to make the choice. You only have, like, what, the yeah. two chapters? Yeah. Yeah, two chapters. Yeah. three. Well, actually and you have... spend one of them as an, you know, a mute dragon. Yeah, yeah but, there's, but there's the whole setup before that. But then even even then with Nor, you actually only have two chapters with them, basically. But you have the prologue. You have the prologue that has, like, Xander training you and doing the tutorial and all that. Right, yeah. but then immediately after that, then you're... In, in terms of just narrative, in terms of narrative, there's more work put up to make the Nor siblings, like, sympathetic. And they help Corrin, because, like, one of the first... Like, in chapter one or two, Garen wants you to execute these Hoshiden prisoners, and your siblings help it make... Help a- appear that they killed them. Even they though Corrin didn't want to kill them. Yeah, they yeah. support Corrin, so you're like, oh, like, these guys have my back. So like they they do a lot of work to show that the Norian siblings have some more going on. Like they don't always no, sure. agree with the politics of their country slash empire kingdom, whatever Nor yeah. is. I mean, I think Xander and, and Leo are probably like two of the better characters in, in these games as well. Um but we are forgetting one major pillar here, which is a constant in all three routes, who I don't think we've mentioned once yet, and that's uh, Azura. that's Azura. <laughs> no, no, we, we've talked about her. <laughs> talked about her a little bit. I mean, we we talked about her singing. She sings, more, I guess. It's more uh, of that you just can't really song. talk about too much of her in the prologue here because it's just she's just set up as like the reverse because she's also introduced at the same time as the other yeah. Hoshidans. Yeah. I mean, she'll we'll we'll talk. I think we'll talk more about but, her I mean, later in that she doesn't. There's a lot she just doesn't tell. She us. doesn't that's, do much here, she's, she's and the kind things of there. she does. Yeah, are not explained because they're explained later. But yeah. by later, of... it's more so like in third route. <laughs> well, that that's third route yeah. nonsense. That is, 
Well, yeah. There's a whole lot of problems with the Zura's yeah. character. As it, it doesn't work well. in either of the two main routes because the third route exists and all of her stuff is shunted over there, and she doesn't work over there either because the third route is a giant pile of nonsense. Yep. I guess, I guess uh, a bit of a preview. I think I think she still works fine enough in Birthright. In Conquest, loses a lot of it, and then Revelations. It's uh, just Revelations. It, it, it yeah, really... in particular, if you made if you made some pair up choices, uh, you're you're in for a, a world of hurt later. <laughs> yeah, she just set up as one of those things of just how many uh, just withholding information and lies of and lies of omission, which yeah will become yep. which will become a problem later. But as of now, you just sort of get like she she seems all right enough. Just the parallel opposite, or yeah, the parallel mechanically, it's definitely nice to have a dancer so early in the game. No, it's having like a dancer lord is is kind of cool, um, and who can defend herself to a, yeah, to yeah. a well, pretty decent like extent. Two chapters for I mean, a dancer like for, for a dancer. So not yeah. not great. For, for a few yeah. she's got a lot of speed though. She's got a lot of speed. She does, and she's got good strength too. No, yeah. technically the, like highest strength growth in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Think, yeah, like she's like a sixty. Percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think someone, I think someone's got sixty five, but. But yeah, so Azura, I think I think we'll we should save for later discussion. There's you know, a lot more to talk about. Much in the you're you're right. We, we, we should do, instead however, move on to the most important character in all Makoto? of uh, Fates, because you know, as recently Heroes has shown us, very beloved character Lilith, everyone's favorite, of course. Oh yeah, uh -huh. yeah, she yeah. E exists. She's a she's a stable she's a stable girl who works at Corin's castle and who's been a friend right. of his oh, yeah. during his childhood in Nor. And then so, one day you go up the bottomless cliff for a mission with uh -huh. your best buddy Hans, and and uh, you uh, he Go gets on. murked by so he doesn't know how pair up works and gets murked, but apparently yeah. he's fine. You get through the battle and then Hans tries to kill. He attacks Gunther and knocks him into the bot. Who's you know one of your other aides? Yep. He gets knocked into this bottomless pit, and then the bridge you're on breaks. And then Lilith shows up, transforms into a weird dragonfish, and you get teleported to a different dimension. Oh my god! Yeah, this, I mean, this sounds like a great story because it's so disconnected from everything. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a very transparent disconnected from that dimension reality. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess we could talk about my castle now. Yeah, I've got um, it in my notes here, but with my castle, story-wise, yeah, it makes like complete no sense because yeah. you're you're in a pocket dimension, which then you lose a lot but of then, like, like going from time doesn't right. really that we just pass? like store babies in. Yeah, right. we'll get to that <laughs> that's later. That's a different on. The other, pocket dimension. That's the, a different the pocket whole, dimension. One of the main dumber canyon is mm -hmm. just like a black hole that ruins what is left of Fates' plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything goes to die in the bottomless canyon. <laughs> yep. Including but not limited to Fates' entire story. <laughs> Pretty much. How do you guys like my castle, though? Because I, like, I'm... Uh, oh, I'm mixed on it. So, I think there's really cool elements to it, but it yeah. can yeah, become Speaking of, of its era, uh, Nintendo and related second parties would go on to venture into the mobile space, but they had not really done that yet. Yeah. My castle has a lot of, like, daily mechanics. Um... With the, That's true. Like the gems and all the refreshing and stuff. Some of it does go by chapter, which is better. Um, but that part is really annoying. It's just kind of grindy and bad, uh, I think. But otherwise, yeah. you know, the idea of having a home base, it's kind of an evolution of um, 
like the Radiant Dawn bases, um, but you can actually walk around in it, which I don't think is bad. The the stupid wormhole castle dimension is really dumb, um, and what they later picked for Three Houses, where you just travel back to the same place between every single chapter, also doesn't really Except work. Except that one, that one Crimson Flowers one. You're in that camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah you Basically, they, they need to learn restraint. They need to do it every few chapters, you know, once you get out of the prologue and you're moving around. That's That's all it would take. They could have I mean, done I, I think like a more... palette swap for one in Nor and one in Hoshido, and then just you know not done it every chapter when you went somewhere else, and that would be fine. I agree with the palette swap, but I think it's more excusable here than it is in Three Houses, just because like you well, know, so here three... we see the two different approaches. This one, yeah. it's basically completely disconnected from the plot, so it's easier to ignore, even though it's much stupider. Three Houses, it's integrated into the plot, which means you have to pay attention to it. So even mm. though the justifications aren't as bad, you will notice them. You're a lot forced more. to deal but, with it. But there, I mean, yeah. but there are slightly different mechanics because in three houses, th this whole like you know base system, it's it's about building your units up. Which I mean, I guess is an indirect uh, benefit you gain from doing my castle and fates. But it's also more about sort of building your castle up instead of the units itself. So that's why I'm saying it, it makes sense to me that you know you you would stay in one location i agree about the palette swap because they look identical um oh but... yeah so here's something well i mean in the story they are identical because there's only one but i'm saying they should have yeah. made it a real place in the world uh but here's yeah so you true. build up the I mean, castle true. you can upgrade things a lot of it is for multiplayer which was i believe a first for fire emblem at least to do it this way i think maybe the ds games had some uh maybe fe12 had something yeah they had kind of PvP. similar yeah, with direct PvP. Yeah, direct PvP. Yeah, it's not an awakening? No, no. 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 Just, okay. just the spot pass battle. Yeah, and this one, it's really, you know, RPG PvP. It's about, like, building up your units to give them the right skills and also uh, putting defenses on your My Castle and stuff. Did any of you guys ever play the full Fates multiplayer? Yes. No. Yes. Not really? Okay. Yes. Do you want to talk about I think meta? this would probably be the best <laughs> time to go over it. Do you uh, have any thoughts? I did it, I did it for a bit. It just there's there's a lot of silly builds you can do with uh units and whatnot but the mainly battles were done just on just the generic maps not really the my castle maps so like the one most prominent for me would be the uh four dragon uh dagger dragonfall which is the nor chapter conquest chapter nine with that spear guy that map is oh, sort okay. of like that's a PvP map, which also doesn't really work too well with yeah, one team side. One that seems super sided to the one yeah. side. One team spawns where Azura spawns, and the other team spawns on the outside. Mm. Then there's also the um, the Opera House is uh, one of the PvP maps. Oh, yeah. It's the same map in both routes, but the maps aren't really built for PvP, and we'll eventually see it culminate into like heroes pvp stuff where if you just sort of initiate first you win yeah i was gonna say these fire emblem fundamentally doesn't really do super well with direct pvp and it seems at least from what i know about it it seems very silly in fates right because even because if, if you're just doing one for ones basically yep. that's whoever gets the first one is is the winner is gonna win yeah they've won <laughs> But because both players know that, it's just a game of sitting outside each other's ranges trying to find your one tiny opening and hoping they give you one. And right. if they're a good enough player, that's not going to happen. 
yeah. yeah. And then you end up with the fighting game. So the problem with some fighting games is that it's never in your interest to approach. So yeah. people yeah. just stand there staring yeah. at each other. Yeah, you just camp in neutral. But yeah, just I guess getting back to the my castle. The overall one of the oh, it's been my notes. It's the story. It sort of feels like a mandate from someone, either HUD up an IS or Nintendo themselves, to sort of emphasize sort of the social aspects of it because really the for forging is like the biggest sufferer. Of, yeah, for of sure. It because you when you mm. when you spawn in, you only get one type of gem. Oh, this is forge. Right. Yeah. One yeah. of six weapons, what six weapon types? So you have to either save up your gems to then sort of convert, which is a very terrible exchange rate of five to one, or you visit others to then get gems to forge. So it's you're not, it's if you want to really engage with forging at all, yet sort of have to engage in the social aspect. And this is the this is the only one like only game that has a forging system like this bad. <laughs> Because every yeah, other every God. other every other game is just basic money, like right? here's money, give me stronger thing, and it's yep. like all right. Yep. But here there's a whole set of hoops. And this game is also more dependent on forging than ever, uh, because it goes back to, well, it's kind of like FE4. Uh, there's infinite durability. Unlike FE4, mm. you don't have to pay to repair them. It's completely infinite. Um, so as a flip side, certain higher might weapons uh, yeah, have, will drawbacks. have specific drawbacks which yeah. usually make them not worth using. Not always, but like a lot of the time, you're just way better off with like a forged iron than you would be with steel uh, or stuff like that. Silver weapons, I think, get hit especially hard. Yeah. Um, they're not useless. Is that the one that sometimes you get debuffed you after? Yeah, or is that yeah, yeah. silver weapons. That's yeah, silver, silver, you get... Okay. Silver weapon is just minus two attack and two speed, or two mag and speed. Yeah. And yeah. it's it stacks, so if you're left out on an enemy phase, you're, you yeah. just lose all of your stats. Steve, you know, Steve sometimes it's good to have a nuke, fine. but you'd be using them like once per map for a boss kill or something. Yeah. Right. So you, you yeah, so you're gonna be spending a lot of time forging up iron and steel type weapons. What's but, steel drawback? It's just like a little bit less. Uh, speed minus three you, attack speed. Yeah, yeah. You need, so you instead of five you need eight. Which yeah. some some cases like that that's too much to ask, but other cases like alright, you can get that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes, the infinite weapons now have the infinite durability, so you got to engage with the forging. But there's also another aspect with that, and that now you actually spend a lot of time focusing on sort of the more special specialized weapons, the, the effective weapons. Sure, your shining bows and stuff. Shining bows, yeah. and also a tome like the horse spirit. You know, easily oh, like yeah, the well, best. The oh, best we'll get tome to that. <laughs> but yeah. you spend a lot of time of like managing, like all right. Who who who's who's gonna be using this weapon? Can passing it around potentially, or mm -hmm. even just from like a team building aspect of like, oh, I I can't really have another mage because then I can't give them a horse spirit. <laughs> so in that sense, you not buy them. You you're, they're limited. Um, limited. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think at max you can get four. Mm. I think. And that's the lowest rung of stuff is band. unlimited. So it's not like you just can't play a mage at all. But yeah, Horse Spirit yeah. and most of the other higher It's like Ratnox or the default ones, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, Ragnarok and Ratnox. For, and, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, even stuff like uh, the Killer Tomes, which is they've put for them to have a <laughs> basic yeah. generic. But, so in that sense, they sort of make up for the infinite durability. But at the same time, it also doesn't make up for just killing Forging. But on the other on the other other hand, like imagine if 
you could just do like a basic normal forging on like the horse spirit and just give it like 3ds style awakening just like give it plus six might just for <laughs> yeah yeah, man that's the issue with this game it's like <laughs> where do you even begin almost uh i mean at least you can you can press start and look at your castle in 3d and be like whoa there's my castle <laughs> and we I can feel much more kindly disposed to this game now than i did then i think just because my expectations are set at an appropriate level yeah for sure However, but it's a lot easier think... to ignore stuff that I was mad about seven years ago and then forgot about. So we have mainly complained here, and I'm sure we will continue to do so throughout these next, God, probably five episodes, maybe. Who knows? Uh, at least knows? two many. more. At, at yeah. least three, we can tell yeah, you that. Yeah, bare minimum three more. Um, but anyway, I want to just clear the air here and say as much baggage as these collection of games carry uh fates is really fun <laughs> it is a it is a very fun game to play when you're actually playing it and i think um, yeah it does come down a lot to the gameplay of it and yeah. just like the fates engine as a whole yeah in particular conquest i'm partial to as i think i think all of us are here um but uh yeah, no, Fates is just really fun. There there are some issues with the weapon durability and forging mechanics, as we said. Um, but I think, on average, in terms of actual gameplay mechanics, in particular pair-up, uh, this is, you know, this is an improvement and sort of a refinement and also balancing of uh, a lot of the systems that Awakening had put in place. Yep. Yeah. Which I think I... we alluded to a lot of it while we were talking about awakening in particular yeah, with pair up yeah. and some of our problems with it how this game fixes it in yeah, a sense and it very much so does it's a substantially better pair system up than awakening was based around kind of a free power trip which was its own kind of fun but fates takes that and turns it into an actual mechanic that you yeah. have to puzzle out and you know choose how to deal with and, no, um, and it's yet. much better for it right and yeah, it's really fun. The enemies, can, enemies can pair up as well, so it's not yeah. just a completely one-sided player mechanic. And enemies specifically really benefit from the additional attacks of being next to one another. Like, that's something right. you have yeah. to be very strategic about. Even with, like, en like units like archers, if they can counterattack, you could be hit twice, and that could kill your archer or right. your mage, sure. depending on the situation. To and also to explain with, it very quickly, I guess, for people who are either playing this for the first time or haven't played it, uh, the way Awakening, or, you know, Paraporks and Awakening, you just staple another unit onto as a backpack to another one, and they can both block attacks and uh, have a percentage chance of doing their own attack as well. In this game, it doesn't work exactly like that. Um, if you have two units next to each other on your little Fire Emblem, you know, tile chessboard, uh, that way they can do a follow-up attack, uh, the other unit. But if you put them in the backpack mode, you know, you hit the pair-up button. Um, they give a stat bonus to the unit in front, and there's also uh, a shield gauge that fills up that it's what, after, is it four attacks you get a guaranteed block? I think it's four, There's like right? ten shields that fill up, and you're yeah. attacking uh, or defending gives you two. two. Yeah. yeah, usually yeah. there's doubling, so... Usually the and issue. and they block the additional attacks if enemies are yeah next so to if each you, other yeah it, so if you are in guard in the guard stance where you're paired up mm -hmm. and you're attacked by enemies in the attack stance where they're standing next to each other they'll block You'll the block second those, attack yeah. yeah 
it's really cool. Like it's it's honestly like super well thought out and and especially made. so because the enemies have it. So you have yes. to con- so you have to contend with using both attack and guard stance as a way of dealing with whatever the enemy is doing. Usually also with attack and guard stance. It, yeah. I, it I also really means think... that if you have enemies in guard stance and you want to clear the area, you need to be able to double tap them in one player phase, which can be yeah. a good puzzle yeah. sometimes. I, I, I'm actually, I would say I am more positive on this mechanic than I was even when this game came out. Because I remember after this game came out, or, you know, Awakening, and then this game came out, in particular just because story, art style-wise, all these different things, it they, they felt very similar to each other people were worried it's like oh god is every fire emblem gonna have pair up every fire emblem gonna have kids blah 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 i would not mind i don't need it every game but if they wanted to revisit this this pair up mechanic again the way it works in fates uh in a future entry i wouldn't mind to see it because it is really fun to play around with and, and it it adds a new you know layer of depth to to fire emblem yeah i yeah, do think sure. that's significant for fates as a whole really when it first came mm-hmm. out uh, especially if you weren't super familiar with the series and knew that basically every engine and setting uh, got two games to it. Yeah. It was very easy to see Fates and say, oh, okay, every game is just going to be like Awakening now. A lot of yeah. people probably thought that in a good way. You know, like, I loved Awakening. I'm happy to have more. I don't need more of that, like, old weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they even knew that it existed. <laughs> uh, but now we can look back and say that they continued, like, going off in crazy different directions. They did not just sit on the Awakening Fates formula forever. Which they probably could have done and made a shitload of money. Uh, yeah. So you know, as we said in the nice. beginning, they're not Pokemon. Yeah. They are not Pokemon. They're not Pokemon. No. Yeah, <laughs> and that also means that in turn we can look back at Fates and say, okay, yeah, the story is just like garbage, not worth talking about, and the art kind of sucks. But you know, hey, look the, at all there's the a solution later. to that. You yeah. can yeah. press the start button system. to skip all the story, and then you can get yeah. to the gameplay. So exactly, yeah. which there's I think. A, I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know, you guys can agree or disagree, but if if you are playing along with us, um, I would just skip the story. Like, we'll we'll recap it for you if you want to laugh, but that's about all it's worth anyway. I think you will enjoy every route more for just ignoring the story completely. Yeah. This is true. I don't, I think it would be difficult to find enjoyment out of revelations regardless well, um, yeah. well the there. gameplay is still better in revelations it's still better than the story yeah that's not high praise but it is still better uh, yeah if you're playing revelation at all then you're a sadistic completionist a masochistic <laughs> yeah. completionist um or you are on a fire emblem podcast those are the only two reasons to play revelation for sure but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm happy we're all on the same page here because you know, and we will, as I said, we will continue to have fun trashing Fate's story because it is funny. Uh, but I feel like that's sort of the legacy that this game has left at this point. It's like, oh yeah, it sucks. The the you know the story's trash, which is like that's true. But um, again, particular conquest, but Birthright is still really fun. Uh, th- this the is like still one... really trash. I mean, yes, the story yeah. is still really trash, but this is one of my favorite playing games in the series. It's probably, I think, Echoes might be my favorite package overall, but I think gameplay-wise, this this is probably the best of, of the 3, 3DS entry, entries. Um, I like it more than how Three Houses plays as well, I would say. Three Houses sure. is kind of a weird middle ground between this and also 
Echoes, which I guess makes sense in terms of like release order, but also not really because Echoes is the second game in the series. But anyway, that that's well, it's that's like Awakening. Topic. It started a new thing. Three Houses needs a second game to iterate and fix a lot of its systems. Well, they apparently they, 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 they had well, we got a second game. Warriors game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that was the fix. That was the fix. Make it a Muso game. I don't. I don't know. It it's, it's, can, it's it's basically canon. <laughs> no, is I mean story wise, it's canon. Uh, but I mean like, and it doesn't have to be in the same setting or you know characters, whatever. But just like take three houses systems and iterate on them. Sure. Just like Fates well, did with Awakening. You know? I think three houses, and you know, I'm not the first person to say this. We've probably even said this on the podcast before, but you mentioned this at the beginning. It also applies for three houses, where this game has three routes. Uh, and three houses has three slash four, but also kind of three <laughs> routes. Uh, both would have benefited from probably two that are more refined. Um, yeah. yeah. People were pissed when Revelation was announced because they're like, okay, <laughs> no, I'm sick because I I remember this because they were like, okay, was it was it after in... the game launched or it when, was before, when? but it was after a lot of other pre-release stuff. Okay. Um. And it's not something you necessarily know about if you weren't like following it pretty closely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people were mad because it's like if there's a true golden route, then why do we care about the other two? And like story wise, yes, that that is a problem with both other routes. Um, we'll get into and then it, it also <laughs> means that development is stretched thinner, which really shows in Revelation. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we'll get to that. But Revelation sort of feels like they were out of fumes in terms of yeah. the, like they they were just like trying to get well, the work I think, done and call it the I don't know if day. it's just that it's it's also hmm. it's I don't think I don't think it's that they they were just trying to staple something together I think it's they had done two almost entire you know games worth of content again are there reused maps absolutely but is there gameplay differences yes on most of them they they had tried to do these two different titles, and now they're being asked to do a third. They're like, fuck it, let's just get crazy and weird with it. And nine times out of ten, it does not work at all. But in some ways, I do have respect for Revelations, because they tried. <laughs> yeah, they could just there was an attempt entirely. Mm-hmm. I guess the there question was an is attempt. Just, who, who, who made... Who, who who gave the order for the third route? Was it them themselves being like, oh, you know... Like you kill basically the entire other half of the people, you know. We, it maybe, sounds we like a management thing. Onto that. It sounds like an upper level management thing to but me. Then we, we, like... we never, we never got that with th- three houses, though. Is the thing maybe well, it's because they realized that went so poorly with Revelation. Yeah. Like, okay, we can't do <laughs> yeah. that again. That was such a bad idea. We can never do it again. I mean, is that well? Not, it's a cheap I, feeling I not... too, because you paid full price for a game, and in terms of like you know what Fire Emblem was, like each game is a standalone story, whereas Revelations had all the answered as unsatisfactory as most of them are, or as most like a lot of the answers are very convoluted and they don't really make the story better, but. Yeah. Those answers are they locked sure away are behind a price tag, and, and that's really frustrating. Know, is that you? Yeah. If you don't, it was know, a trend to that era for DLC. If you and, don't and know you're going to be disappointed, right? In particular, so we mentioned that. So you, you know, know, mostly you, these... you can buy Birthright or Conquest and play it as its own game, but then you have all you know in the story. Then they're shrouding all this mystery bullshit around like buyer DLC. It's a bad look. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what I was going to say. Because you know, you could you could buy either of these games on cartridge for forty bucks, but you could not. There was no, you know, besides the you know coveted special edition, there was no physical revelation card. You had to start with either Conquest or, or Birthright. Um, there's no, no physical way to just revelation card unless you're one yeah. of the ten people who got the special edition. Yeah, it, it it and again, it makes sense once you actually play the game, even if you're taking the story of Fates like completely seriously it makes sense that you would want to at least have played one of the two routes before you get into revelation because i'm pretty sure I, there's a dialogue box that pops up when you select revelation telling you that it highly recommends you play yeah. one of if not yeah. both of the other routes I yeah that. so i remember I, I oh yeah so the dlc dropped like a couple weeks after the game came out so there was a brief period where only people with the special edition could play revelation that's right yeah that's true yep. that's true which is the, the only edition. time i've touched revelation actually because i just wanted <laughs> the first to first month yeah early you, you were just flexing that you could yeah exactly you, and then i started blind? to actually play it are you going in blind when we do this no he's played, uh, he played i got to like chapter 12 or 13 of conquest i never played birthright and i got i can't remember how far into revelation so yeah a lot of it's blind wow okay this will be fun it's gonna be real yeah. special you know, for you. I was one of the lucky ones word. with the special edition, and it just sat in a box for like seven years. Wow. For the most part. Yeah. Um, it was an investment. It's worth a lot more money now. Let's just pretend it's on purpose. True. I, I, I was at like, yeah, I was at like some kind of retro game shop, and I saw it in shelf on the shelf. I was like, holy shit, it's the special edition. It's real. <laughs> I, th I think it was like 600 bucks or something like that. Holy it was Christ. Yeah. I mean, I've been it was sitting box, on that much but... money? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's probably going to keep shooting up with this. Uh, I mean, it's maybe not, going it's not like they're printing more of them. Yeah, yeah maybe they're not in, making uh, more. The only way you'll yeah. get hurt so is that actually, they do like a Switch collection or something. Yeah. That'll still probably go up, though. That's how those ports Oh, it'll, it'll always go up for sure. Yeah. yeah. And they'll be like, oh, the original. So I think, <laughs> I think that might be a good time to segue into our mailbag because uh, we have one question that's kind of. I will mention this. this before we get to mailbag is that we have. Expanded weapon triangle and fates as well. Oh got yeah, a whole, right. got a whole yeah. other system. We got new weapon types that uh, make their debut oh, with like yeah. the shuriken slash knives, which you Big know weapons. new classes like mm -hmm. the ninja class, the butler yeah. class, which is basically just another class that already exists. But I mean, knives you know. are new, yep. but them having any mecha uh, mechanical merit is new, uh, which is like specifically <laughs> debuffing enemies. In, uh, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. telling me you didn't choose Knife Soren? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, why don't we? Fates, I mean, they actually uh, they do yeah. stuff. They do yeah, that. they're really good. I, yeah, think I think it sounds like we're on the same page here, though. I think with that kind of stuff, in particular, since like knives versus daggers, whatever, it's sort of more route specific. I think we can save in, in the inner workings of that on on next time and subsequent episodes. Uh, because it's a little bit more in-depth mechanically, but do you guys have anything you want to say on that now? Uh, it's good. Yeah, just adding, it's good, actually, although I, I still can't remember the new weapon triangle by heart. I always have to, like, remind myself of it when I play. Isn't it right? Can't you, like, tap something on the touch? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You but yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, not like, you know, it's not like, it's not like swords beat axes, beat lances, lances beat swords. It's not like that where it's, like, just in your brain, like, forever. Yeah. It's something I have to think it's about. Yeah, it's, they, it's, it's in swords game, and tomes. On the weapon icon, they're appropriately colored. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's it's swords and swords and tomes beat axes and bows. 
Which then yeah. gets weird because then you have Niles, who's meant to be a mage killer at constant yeah. weapon triangle disadvantage. Yeah. But then, Ax, Axes, but then axes and bows beat lances and daggers, which then mm-hmm. those beat swords and tomes. Yep. Which I think I think you know pretty nice actually. Actually, you know we've spent a oh, many many games working with like the magic triangle system. I miss the magic triangle though. I love it's the so magic pointless. triangle. It's it's, it's, it's entirely I just like, like a it. flavor thing. I know, <laughs> but, yeah. but I like that. But it's neat. I like it. <laughs> it's cute. It's neat, but it has no impact on anything. Oh no, no, it doesn't matter. But I like it. I like I like the FE four one in particular. That one's cool. Where the, the, the just use beat. wind magic every single time. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, that's yes. just terrible light, weapon design. Also, light yeah. magic just beats both. Also, dark magic just beats all three as well. Don't wait. Don't don't light and dark beat each other too only Maybe in fe5 in, bo- in fe4 they're just like chill together <laughs> oh fuck that then i like the fe5 one i don't know i'm the fe5 anyway, guy anyway um <laughs> still to be the game still to be the game true still, still i'm beating the game also still just win magic yeah yeah Whatever. Devin, did you did you beat the prologue uh for this part probably not. no i i i, I got <laughs> halfway through and uh you know he he just he just couldn't beat Xander in the I prologue. To, I had to take Dude, my dog so to hard. a dentist appointment. You know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he, he, why just don't, took, why don't, he, he just Corrin took that minus HP and minus forever. defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I went plus luck and somehow he had negative stats and everything else. But anyway, let's get into mailbag here. Uh, we yeah. So the first question we should go over since we were kind of talking about it earlier. Yeah, Zerk's one here. Zerk. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the impending eShop purge? This is referring to the 3DS, I think, and also Wii U uh, eShop's not going to be working any longer. Yeah. They're doing the usual Nintendo thing where you can, like, buy points. Uh, but you can't do it with credit cards And then cards they, they shut that, and then later there will be, like, a year where you can buy stuff with those points, but you can't buy into the system anymore. Yeah. Um, so basically the effect is that it's going to be impossible to legally uh, pay for downloadable content on the 3DS, including the entire Revelation route, um, and also including $20 uh, Birthrider Conquest, because you can buy the other one as DLC, but now you'll have to uh, pay for two cartridges if you want to do it all legit. So, yeah, it's kind of shitty. It's it's a good I mean, it, reason yeah, why we were all really complaining shitty. about cartridge stuff <clears throat> back then, because we knew yep. shit like this could happen. Well, I don't even it's know because good. was this was this pre? I think this was pre Wii Shop Channel stuff being shut down. Yeah, the Wii the Wii Shop Channel was still up around this time. Yeah, yeah, but we knew it could have like this was part of the conversation that this you yeah. know, servers go down. Yeah. True, like there, true. there there were games like a famous example is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World before it got re released right, yeah. a couple years ago. It got to, it, yeah, no, even if you was, owned it, even with. Though with that you could make maybe make the case like oh that's just mar- that's just licensing like shenanigans yeah. and whatnot where that's just the nature of digital content and you yeah, have like just recently like, the HBO Max situation with like I was just the merger that. yeah they yeah, they were the real content disappearing mm-hmm. so it sucks well, you know they don't get as many viewers uh, as Shark Week on the broadcast television so obviously you got to cut them but. Yep. <laughs> it sucks when it comes and to states, you know revelation is terrible and it's not really worth anyone's time to play it unless you create content about fire emblem but, but it's, it's you should have the option. option to play you should have it, the yeah. option to play it yeah 
If yeah. you want to suffer, you should have the choice to pay to do it. Well, especially if you care about Fates' story, you poor soul, then you're just missing the resolution <laughs> to it. Yeah. We have to remember, you're always morally correct. If you are not able, if the company does not make it available to you, you are morally obligated to pirate it. 100%. There you go. Thank God <laughs> if they're not selling it, steal it. to preserve things because the companies that own them sure as shit don't If care. it's up to Nintendo, we wouldn't have any games from like the 90s available today. No, no. Because they would wait like and then... $60. Yeah, yeah, they would repackage them and sell them to you again. Yeah, yeah. One For a limited time, time. get through like three games before the new console generation meant that yeah, they start yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. The and then, and yeah, then they start over, exactly. And the best system they had was actually the first <laughs> from like 2006 but yeah the, the wii virtual console is still the best they've managed dude it was do. lit man you could buy like neo geo games you could buy random ass consoles like there, there are so there are so many games that i now. played for the first time on the wii virtual console and it saddens yeah. me so much that so many people won't have that type of experience going forward no we i mean we overall because you can play obviously GameCube games are not on there, but you can also play GameCube games on the Wii and the Wii. Like yeah. that's, that's an incredible system just for any time, you know, kind of retro games, but that's, that's yeah. completely off topic. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, there's, there's no way of getting around it. It's shitty. And if you defend Nintendo being like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to lick a billion dollar corporation's boot. Just, just shut up. No one shut up. <laughs> like this sucks for everyone. No one wants this. Uh, in particular, I, my heart really goes out to, again, are they making much sales? Probably not. But some of these indie games that are lost forever now, probably only on 3DS and Wii U eShop, never been ported to anything else that are just gone. It already happened with Wii. A yep. lot of uh, mm-hmm. old Wii the WiiWare games. games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can homebrew yeah. them. You can emulate it. You know, there are ways to play them if you're knowledgeable. But that's a big barrier of entry for people. Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If if you care enough about video games to listen to a fireable podcast, you probably know how to load up an emulator, but it's very much a minority. For sure. Definitely. Anyway, why don't we wrap up with these last three questions we've got here. So next from Cody, who says, as someone who's never played or considered playing Fates, I'm curious to know your thoughts on the game. Where would it land on a rating scale of all FEs, in your opinion? Oof, if this episode has it's, been any indication, that's a loaded question, my friend. That is, <laughs> yeah. It's such a hard question to answer. Because it I really, feel like it's for a me, question of what you value, because it does yeah, some sure. things very well mm-hmm. and some things very terribly. Um, so like how if much you care about the story, if you care about the story of a Fire Emblem game, this is like one of the worst games in the series. It's like bottom play. one. Yeah, it, yeah, it probably honestly, is bottom, bottom one. one. These yeah, three yeah. compete for the bottom three, and yeah. it's in the order of Revelation, Conquest, Birthright, in ascending order and yeah. like that's not even really much of a, a discussion but if you value gameplay i would say this is like easy top five top three of the series it's very very good gameplay wise especially so for conquest yeah Con- so, conquest is probably in my top three if you I, care I, about narrative skip the show this game yeah no but rev again we'll get it and we'll like really not enjoy our experience with it but like i said i I think a lot of those maps it's like kind of just like fuck it let's just see if it works mentality which to a degree i kind of respect defines Um, the series in a nutshell honestly (laughs) i i do agree with (laughs) a lot of the sentiment on enjoying the gameplay of these games but i i I Mm. think partly like I say in many of our other retrospectives, because we use this draft format, 
we do hamstring ourselves and it can impact our enjoyment of some of the games, like especially Very true. in certain titles. Yeah. And I've always, like, while I really enjoy, like, the 3DS era of Fire Emblem, like Awakening and Fates and Echoes, I, I enjoy those games. I find Fates mm-hmm. sometimes feels a bit of a chore to play just because there's so many things to consider. Like, sure. especially on higher difficulties, like in Conquest, you have to, like, really yeah, evaluate enemy things. skill yeah. sets, tonic, stuff yeah. like that. And I think for me, yeah, there's a lot of micromanaging in this game, which if you're the type of person who enjoys that, you'll, you'll love it. But, uh, I find on me a lot, but I still wouldn't put it in my, I don't think it's in my top five. I think I would take any of the GBA games, both, uh, Tellius games over it. I would probably take FE4 and FE5 over Fates as well. But that's, that's fair. That's me. It's, it's probably in the top 10, like. But you know, there's only there's so only many like, fire games. Yep. There's only like exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Cody, Cody, I'm gonna recommend you you do what Husser said. Load up a uh, legal copy that you know you obtain for uh, 39.99 from GameStop. Uh, I'm sure like they're still selling it at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, 80 bucks used. Um, Pay a shitload your... of money that'll never go to Nintendo anyway. Yeah, get a cartridge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and play along with us. Just skip the story. Don't worry about it because you're probably going to hate it. And I think there's a... Or if you want to find out why we hate it, give it a shot. But you're probably yeah. going to hate it. Yeah, you just, can try it. Just, uh, you know, if you want to start watching a cutscene, then basically the moment you stop being amused and start being bored, just hit start. Yeah, hit the start button. And Very true. Yeah. Make a game out yeah. of it. <laughs> yep. Make How a far can you get before you make, it makes you skip it? Anyway, uh, Slurm, you know it's worth playing. It's I, definitely I not like terrible. I don't get to give, yeah. give my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for me, I, we I know your say, thoughts, traitor. Yeah. yeah. For me, I would, I would say uh, Conquest and Birthright mechanically just some of the best and most fun in the series, and Agreed. I think for me, only really matched or rivaled would be by like FE12. In all honesty. I'm, you know, what, twelve is an interesting off, one. Off topic. Yeah, F- I'm, I'm super excited to get to that at some point because that is the only game in the series I've never even booted up on uh, uh, my legal Nintendo DS. You know, Japanese. Yeah, that you, that you imported like yeah. 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, never, never, yeah, yeah. never played it though. So that'll, that'll be fun one of these days. But yeah, yeah. well, FE twelve's got a lot of interesting things. You know, it seems dope. The, it seems really cool. One of the biggest yeah. things, you know, we we talk about tonics, but in FE twelve, you get you get the get the big the, tonic. You get the rainbow tonic, a ninety nine use tonic that you get at the very start of the game, and then it's just, hmm, how do you, how do you manage and use this? And just that is that a thing? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even know that. It's That's like right. yeah. plus two to all your stats, yeah, but you get the all. one at the very beginning of the game. And so you have it. to like item manage, trade it around, and stuff. Well, you can you can well, still you use, can use it menu. before. Just, yeah. Like how like mm. do You're I actually managing need to uses? Because use you know you could just give it to all your units, but you know if you got you like, will run out of 10, uses 10, eventually. Ten units, it's like mm. that's super interesting. Yeah, that would yeah, be fun. Some some people may run into the issue of be like, oh, it's too good. Can never use that type mentality. Which yeah. Mega we'll, we'll, we'll see if anyone falls into that when we get. I there. mean, that's why I did yeah. on my play my playthrough the game. I did. You, you so. never used it. You were like, ah, yeah. uh, not that you really need to. I mean, Fire Emblem early game is always harder than late game. So once you know that, you can just know to use stuff and not worry about it. Yeah, I mean that, but that's kind of just. An but you have to know that with first. this yeah. this style of gameplay, I think. Um, anyway, 
Uh, next question is from Slurm, who says, how do you fix Korn's character without changing aspects of their character? Um, I think I Husser and I, we... shoes. <laughs> a lot of people disagree with you, given but what <laughs> I know. There's some freaks out there. Yeah, there's Tarantino, yeah. there's Bob Odenkirk. He's, Bob Odenkirk, gotta... I was going to say that. Poor Bob. <laughs> uh, but Husser and I were having a discussion about this question in particular, and Husser, do you want to start with it? Uh, yes. So the way to fix Corrin, um, and I, I think they can remain an avatar in gameplay if you want. That's not really the issue. Um, but they are, they are a representative of the player. Um, and that is where the problems begin. Because uh, intelligent systems, I mean, most games with player avatars, but it's very noticeable. They are pathologically afraid of criticizing the player or even having any characters be neutral to them. Everyone has to be in love with the self-insert. And that is very deleterious on the plot. And it was less of an issue in Awakening because Robin was not the star of the show. Um, and indeed, when you get to the third act and Robin was more the star of the show, that's where that game started to have a lot more problems in its story. So how I would fix Corrin is just make them a, a character. You know, yep. Fates kind of does that more where they're you know, making decisions and saying and doing things. So just go all the way. You know, have Birthright Corrin and Conquest Corrin each have their own thoughts and justifications for why they did what they did. Have them be people that are not pretending to be the player. They're just a unit that maybe you can customize to. But that is how I would fix them without fundamentally changing what they are. I, I agree 100%. Just that, tone I mean, down all the Onisans, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that particular Chan. problem. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's Chan because it's closer. Because they really like you. That, really that problem like you. you're describing, though, Hustler, Despite I having met you yesterday. Oni-chan, yeah. I need you to rub my face that way I like. <laughs> but that, that problem is particular, like, common, I would That's say, gonna Japanese nightmares. media, yeah. especially, like, anime and, and manga. Um, no, and, and that's, you have people like me who don't like avatars and Fire Emblem and want to get rid of them, but it's mostly because of that. If I could trust them to do it right, then I, this wouldn't be a problem, but I do not. And well, I but, think I've I mean, given but it, ample it, reason not they're to. They're, like... Oh, for four, or like maybe yeah. one for four. If you I think give Devin, Devin was getting trying to get to the point, uh, trying to make a point of like it, even if it wasn't a player character, that there's yeah. still a lot of media of just randomly praising characters to a that, point. That, that's what I'm trying to say because you, you look, you look at most in particular of the really popular like anime and manga in Japan, you know, um, Kirito, like Sword Art Online, things oh, like boy. that. A, a, a lot of the protagonists are these. Now even, there's a you know, story that's worth comparing to Fates. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's very true. But I'm just saying, you have these self-insert characters where it's like, even though you're not physically playing them, because they're usually media that you're, you know, reading or watching. Um, but they're, listen, yeah. they're trying to. No, they're if you trying have an to audience the stand in, they yeah. will praise. Yeah, it's wish uh, fulfillment in the really even, shallow, blatant way. Yes, I would. I would say uh, sometimes even beyond audience stand-in, uh, in like My Hero Academia, Deku, especially in terms of the manga, gets very just everyone randomly praising him. Yeah, and, yeah. Entire, and the entire setup being only for him to solve. Yeah, I guess even it's, it's just back, a trope. I'm just trying to say it's a trope, and and I, I don't like it. I don't think any of us like it, but there there are ways to get around it, and I agree. I wish it was. I wish Corrin was more of an actual degrees. character. Yeah, like there's definitely it's a, it's a trope that we don't like, but there it's more severe here. Like I think 
this is the worst Avatar in the series. I think that's a pretty safe thing to say. Like, uh, for sure. And it's unfortunate think... because they're the main characters. It's, it's kind of like a... It, I think Three Houses is arguably like a worse Avatar, yeah, but I think... But it's the bad story combined with the bad character that really makes Corrin well, feel like more egregious. Well, because they like made the bad egregious. character central to the story. I guess, it's not I guess, a coincidence. If, 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 if we put this, if Corrin wasn't a playable character, if it was just that basic white hair goofy looking corn <laughs> i think we'd still i think we'd still not like him but if byleth was just the basic well he is just the basic you can't customize him at all i think byleth is still worse even as just an actual character that can't be i agree i think the thing that makes corn worse of an experience to me is that well, Byleth, again, this is getting into more like narrative kind of story workings, but while Byleth is the player character, obviously, in Three Houses, I would say Byleth is not the protagonist. The protagonist is the lord of each route, you know, whichever one you're playing. Where in Fates, unfortunately, Corrin is both the player character and definitely the protagonist, <laughs> and they suck. So. Yeah. Byleth is probably worse, but at least to me, as I said, Corn is a worse experience. Yeah, Byleth is a step back to being less central, even though yeah. they're still pretty central and overpraised and everything. They're they're it's... they're central, like overarching plot wise, but in terms of like uh, main narrative, it's a lot closer to the way Robin was. In yeah, terms of, yeah, like their role in the narrative. Yes, yeah, for sure. Anyway, I, how do we fix Corn? I don't know. Make him a character, as we said, but it's it's. Without changing aspects of the character, it's very I mean, difficult. I honestly think if you just had, like, F. Corrin was the lord of this game, the way that, like, Ike is the lord, and you still made them completely stupid and bloodthirsty and, like, all the things that are wrong with them in the plot, people would like them anyway. People like them now because of Smash. Like, it yeah, doesn't take I, much. People, people have sort of, and for a long time now, um, have kind of been sour on the concept of this, like, Avatar character even being a thing in Fire Emblem. I don't think it's, like, inherently bad, just... Being able to design what your character looks like and giving them a male and female voice, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's that's a totally fine idea. Um, but the, the issue is just sort of everything surrounding those characters has not been good. They've, they've proven <laughs> the, that they these... can't handle it. They can't be trusted yeah. to do one. Yeah. Boy, anyway, last question okay. here yeah. is from uh, Devlo. another Kello. Kello. Yeah. <laughs> who says... Um, if the Maybe monastery Kalo, or my Kalo, tell us how to whatever. pronounce it, and we'll do it right next time. Yeah, tell us, tell us. Maybe um, if we remember. <laughs> uh, if either the monastery or my castle had to return to the next Fire Emblem, which would you prefer? Um, my I think probably monastery. Castle. You take my castle. I, I was saying monastery just because of what we had talked about with the sort of two-game iteration trend that they like to do. Um, yeah, I mean they're both. The monastery is a lot more busy work, but it also has a lot more production value. Yeah, I think honestly, either way, you just need to tone down the busy work a lot. Probably have it be less frequent, like what I've been saying all the time about yeah. not going there I guess, every I guess, chapter. I would say, I would say the busy work, just the frequency of it is, is sort it's of definitely core to worse the than the monastery. Is, is, yeah. I would say it's also sort of core to the monastery. Yeah, because then if you are just setting up the camps and whatnot as you go, then it's not really the monastery then chef i think you're just tired of fishing that's what i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> the man spent too many hours of his life fishing yeah yeah i don't, I don't know i 
I feel like the monastery, just the the whole going back to it every single time. I think that actually makes Fodlin a lot smaller and unclear to me. Yeah, it also it's yeah. sort of like I would just... I would actually my hot take. I think I've got a better grasp of locations and whatnot in Fates Landia than Fodlin, just because of how everything. You just the monastery sort of throws everything into whack, and the constantly honestly back. fair. Like yeah. Three Houses has the map screen where you see you know the lords moving to the place like every other game, but because it's Three Houses, every single time it's just an arrow pointing from the monastery in one of you know, like four or five directions. And also, there's the the paralogs, which then beg the question that you're able to go to the capital of of the alliance, and then to Ferdiad, or Ferdiad, and then somewhere, some random beach, all in all in one Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, Chef, it's three houses. Everyone's day. been reclassed to flyers. We took the wyverns. Jeez, Chef. Day. You're right. I'm sorry. We have these wyverns. They can fly. <sighs> they just got really powerful warp match. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that's go. what I was gonna say though, and that's sort of I, I agree. I think narrative narratively you know narrative wise it it's a lot cooler and makes a lot more sense to have this like home base thing be an actual like part of the continent the land that you're in but the issue that that brings with you is what you were saying chef where it they're kind of teleporting around and it's weird and also no matter what you do you kind of have to do it i feel like they how they do it in three houses where the monastery is right smack dab in the center of the continent because you know if you're somewhere in the northwest and you got to get all the way to the south, it, it just sort of logistically makes even less sense. So they should just go full Shining Force slash full JRPG and just let you go to like towns and like have central towns, like maybe FE4 five towns per that. game. It was, you know, rock bottom production value because it was a super. Have, have you ever played so anyone here? Like, has anyone here played Shining Force two or three? I've heard they're good, but no, I have not. Because you go from, like, map to town to map to town. And granted, those are 16 and 32-bit RPGs, so, like, the production value is, like, significantly scaled down. Yeah. But even yeah. if it was just, like, a thing, like, in, like, Dragon Quest Eight or Eleven, where you just have a town that you're in. And in, in Fire Emblem's sense, they could just, like, do, like, four or five of these locations. They don't have to be all as big and complex as the monastery. But I think it would just be a nice touch and then like chef and the saying i don't want the monster to come back comes back with all that busy work because that yeah no, I, agree. I, mean, I agree i agree they need to cut it way down yeah in particular know. you know part two i don't know how hard three houses is. <laughs> i have not tried to play it skipping the monastery every time i imagine you can i don't know how much it impacts your gameplay but it's certainly made to feel essential um, it's something that one would not think to do unless they were already sick of the monastery and willing to challenge themselves more. You're playing Madden. I think it's pretty essential. Yeah. Can't really get around doing your monastery busy work, at least at the very beginning when your decisions are much more impactful. Yeah. And like yeah. reaching specific breakpoints on skills at specific times matters a lot more. Mm-hmm. Which, that that's then getting more into just uh, three houses mechanics. Right. Yeah. True. Um, I'm just going to touch on Varun had a question for us. Um, is it fair that Fates has some of the best gameplay map designs, but one of the worst stories? We've kind of talked about that already, and we will continue to talk about it through all three episodes. Um, yeah. Just, you know, acknowledging that that's there. 
Right. So, you know, be ready for the lore master dump next time. Yeah. Don't let Husser steal your spotlight next time. That's true. <laughs> you know what? But you know what? I think we mentioned this last episode. There's kind of not that much to really say about Right. <laughs> Like yeah. you kind of just go to everyone some goes somewhere and then they get ambushed and then they go there's somewhere this else. Dude named Azana. Yeah, there's Azana who's good then bad then good again. I think that's the progression. I don't really remember. Nope, we got it wrong. That, that, it's well, bad then good then bad. That's, yeah, there's a lot of in between oh, that. Damn. But man, if you you're already past that too, man. Damn, you're gonna you're gonna fail the lore master quiz I give you next time. Oh, He's just, uh, he just suffers from chronic backstabbing disorder. That's all. Yeah, Don't you remember me, Corin? Your favorite food was surf and turf. <laughs> <laughs> is that an actual line? I think yes. Yes. That is the birth. That is Pass. the birthright line he gives. He gives Silas gives a different food in every route, which was a choice. Just, it's just the surf and turf gets me. It just gets me every <laughs> yeah. time. Well, especially because surf and turf like is lobster traditionally on the surf part. And you're playing Birthright with Ryoma, who is a, a man in a lobster suit. <laughs> it's got uh, implications that they probably True. didn't intend. Anyway, <laughs> surf and turf next time. I think our, our plan right now is to possibly do Birthright in all of one episode, but we're, we're going to have to sort of reconvene, see how much we have to say about it. Uh, but for the moment, our plan is to do all of Birthright next episode, correct? Correct. Potentially. So. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that's that's the episode, guys. Thank you for joining us for this little Fates preliminary episode. We I think we got a lot of the sort of baggage, hopefully, out of the way. Um, there will be a lot more to come with uh, more story stuff, but hopefully more positivity as well as we get into the more nitty-gritty of the gameplay. But yeah, you guys have anything else to say? I was pleasantly surprised, uh, but I think a lot of that was lowering my expectations. Also. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. If you set the bar on the floor, it's pretty hard for them to not get over it. Yep. True. I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've had fun actually playing the game. Reading the oh, yeah. dialogue has made my eyes bleed, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's the Fates experience for you. That's the, that's the true Fates experience. Anyway, guys, this has been Emblecast episode 6. I think that's the right number. Uh, yes. Yeah, get ready for Birthright next time. See you guys. Scoot around some of that because we're gonna need to save yeah, no, that, that for later episodes. Fair. All right, yeah. So um, try, yeah. try that Germany kidnapping run through again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> monster. Germany kidnapping. All right, ready? Yeah. From Germany kidnapping. Yeah. Action.